Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia Gorbarek. And I'm Dr. Katina Sawyer. And welcome to Thriving at Work, a Worker Being podcast. You can learn more about us on our website, workerbeing.com, on social media, or you can support our community at workerbeing.com slash community. So today we're going to be talking about recovery for job seekers. So it's very specific about people that are looking for jobs and the kind of things they can do to help relieve stress. Um, before we get into that, I wanted to ask you since, I mean, we both got new jobs last year. Yeah. So what did you find stressful about the job search process? And did you take any time, like extra time during that search to recover? And I know your job search is different in academia, mm. but it's still stressful. So did you take time to recover? How, how did you handle recovery during that That's time? That's such a good question. Um, I'm trying to think back to anything that I did that would have been recovery related. I feel like probably the biggest activity, and I don't know if this is going to count, but I would say the biggest activity that I did because I was really like trying to make a decision about what to do was to spend time like talking through the possibilities, but not like necessarily like in a stressful way, but like more in like an excited way, I would say um, with Brendan, like that he and I spent time just like unwinding and talking about things. And I feel like that, even though it wasn't completely disconnected from the job search, it helped to like process and synthesize the information, but also to like think about like exciting new possibilities. And I feel like those were kind of fun conversations sometimes. So I would say probably that was a strategy that I used to, um, kind of cope with some of the stresses that were going on was kind of just to talk things through and think about like, well, this is actually maybe a fun and exciting venture as opposed to like just thinking about like, oh, all the stuff that would need to change. That makes sense. And I think, I think the thing is that with academia, it's just so different the way you do a yeah. job search. Um, and in your case, I feel like there was just a lot of things kind of coming your way too, <laughs> Yeah, which is awesome. Um, but it does make it a little bit different. And what we're going to talk about is disconnecting and detaching from the job search. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like for you, like having that time to process and reflect was valuable as well. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I probably disconnected the same way that I usually do during that time period. Like just like having a day on the weekend to like hang out and have fun. But, but also there was like a lot of travel involved. So that is like a difference, right? Because I was like mm -hmm. going back and forth to different like locations as opposed to like being more in one geographical area. So maybe mm -hmm. that's also a little bit of a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. How about you? Yeah, I was thinking about this for myself. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I was thinking about this and I was like, I, I don't think I did this well. So <laughs> this article would have come in handy for me back yeah. then. Um, you know, there was just so many interviews and as you're applying to jobs too, like there's, it just takes a lot of time. And I think I personally have difficulty with kind of like, uh, I don't know if ambiguous situations is the right word, but like not feeling settled. Like I don't yeah. like to not feel settled. Like, 
if a project or something I'm working on at work is ambiguous and might change gears, like I'm fine with that. But in my life, I like to feel settled. So I like to feel like, okay, Mm -hmm. I know what my job is. I have a general sense of what's going to happen in the next few months. But when you're in the job search, you don't have a general sense of what's going to happen the next few months because you can get a new job. It can change, you know, your whole thing can change. Maybe um, the type of work you're doing is going to change. Like everything's changing. So that like in between time where I'm applying to jobs, hoping to land something new, Going through the interview process to me is very much a time where I ruminate a lot. I end up thinking a lot about like, okay, well, if this happens, what would that look like for me? If that happens, what would that look like for me? And I just get really Mm -hmm. like caught up in that, um, like imagining the future. (laughs) And so I don't think I did a good job disconnecting because at the end of the workday and at the end of, you know, which would often include some moments of interviews or what have you those at the end of those days I don't think I stopped thinking about the possibilities um so I didn't really detach well yeah I I actually think that as you're saying that um maybe part of why what I found like soothing was talking about it because I also was trying to like test and maybe my, mine probably wasn't good either <laughs> <laughs> but the I mean, good news is we have an article that can teach us how to be better so that's yes. positive <laughs> yes exactly and I think I mean this article doesn't talk at all about that idea of like reflecting on the situation so like maybe there is something to that but we just don't have that in front of us yeah. today Well, let's pretend like there's something positive about it since that's kind of what we both did. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's a good idea. Um, But you know what? We got through We got through it. We're okay now. So I feel like um, it wasn't too bad. But, you know, I think in general, looking for jobs can be pretty exhausting. Um, It's kind of, I think a lot of people could relate to that. I think it's common, almost common knowledge, right? That if you're Work looking for jobs, it just feels like overwhelming. There's so many jobs. Applications can be overwhelming and stressful, especially like now in the digital age where you've got a million different applications you can do. Sometimes they're like really frustrating where you have to put in like you upload your resume and then you have to put in all the job information from your resume. It's basically like rewriting your resume. Like those are super annoying. I can, I know a lot of people get really pissed off about that. Mm -hmm. And then it's like just an exhausting experience because the whole process can be ridiculous to apply and get your stuff in there. And then like, especially if you're like looking at LinkedIn or something like that, or some different sites will tell you how many people have applied. You're like, Oh, I applied. And so have a thousand other people. And so then it's like discouraging. So there's just a lot of like negative emotions and negative things that can make the job search super, super exhausting. Um, and so this study kind of tackles why you should detach and what that means. Yeah. So I think that's really great and a very timely topic and especially timely for me, even though that's not uh, the point because I am teaching a class of seniors in the business school um, this semester and they are all in the midst of job search and Mm. they are very overwhelmed um, by job search and I see them getting very like bogged down and tired and stressed and Um, I don't know that they really know how to recover from it effectively. Um, so I will have to share what we talk about with my class as well. Yes, definitely. And that sounds intense. I'm sure that it's stressful when you're first, uh, looking for your first job out of school. Um, can be a lot, can be a lot. So my key takeaways, um, 
they're almost like I could almost read them as a sentence, like part one, part two, part three, because uh, <laughs> they kind of tie together really well. Um, but like number one takeaway is job seeking can be exhausting, which we've already talked about. Number two, um, there's there's hope. So if a job seeker can detach from that work of looking for a job, they will feel a sense of recovery. Mm-hmm. Number three, if they recover well, they're likely to have a lot more energy towards their job search the following week. Number four, mm. that energy will translate into more effort into the job search, which mm. number five turns into more interviews. Oh, cool. Well, that sounds great. And I know that my students who are job searching would certainly love to know what can result in them getting more interviews. Um, so mm-hmm. I think that this is even particularly relevant now that I've heard um, the uh, takeaways. So um, maybe take it away haha, into the first, <laughs> <laughs> the first part. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the bulk of this paper um, is really, I mean, it's super simple to explain because it's just a very straightforward relationship that I just described that makes a lot of intuitive sense. So we've talked about psychological detachment before. That's really the the thing that you should be doing here that's going to lead to all these different steps that lead to those more interviews. Um, and detachment is basically just disengaging from the the task. Uh, so that's mentally disengaging. So you're not thinking about job searches. You're not thinking about resumes. You're not thinking about the interview you just had. Finding a way to completely stop thinking about it, detach from it fully, and then, uh, you know, do something else. And we've talked about different recovery tactics. All of these apply here. You know, things like um, finding mastery in a different area or spending time with friends or just relaxing. So doing something from a recovery perspective, but really that whole, the the key here is doing something that means you're not going to be thinking about the search of the job. Mm-hmm. So um, it has to be something where you're really just disconnected from uh, you're, you're spending a lot of brain space on thinking about your job search. And the best way to get over that is to clear up your um, brain from that activity for a bit. Exactly. Yes. So thinking about, you know, whatever that is for you, but we always talk about detaching from work where it's like, close your computer, walk away from work. Don't check your email. Kind of the same thing here. Close your computer. Stop looking at LinkedIn or Indeed or whatever. Um, Walk away, have a conversation with your friend about something else, like do things to kind of get you removed from it um, Mm. so that you can get to a place where you feel a little bit of recovery. I think that's interesting too, because Job search is one of those things where it can go on forever. Like there's Mm -hmm. always more things you could apply to on Indeed. There's always, you know, more uh, networking meetings you could have or more people that you could talk to about prospects or more people you could message on LinkedIn. Like there's always stuff that you can be doing. So I imagine that that would be a hard activity to actually disconnect from because there's this feeling of like, well, there's always more to do. Um, So... And also to go back to my students, but maybe other people are in a similar situation where they're surrounded by other job seekers. It's probably really hard to detach when you're around other people who are seeking for a job because I know that my students are constantly talking about what jobs they have, Mm. what interviews they have, comparing themselves to each other. Um, And then it's like, even if you try to disconnect all day long, 
that's what you're getting, right? Like, um, mm -hmm. you're, you're still hearing about it. So I think it's particularly challenging, um, because it's an activity that has no real end point until you get a job. And also because like you might be surrounded by or have a peer group who are also looking for jobs at the same time. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Like if you're employed and you're work looking for a job kind of on the side that not that not like everybody around you is doing it that's a totally different thing because when you're working you're probably not thinking about it quite as much except for maybe you're like oh, this is why I want to leave here <laughs> like something happens right, right? yeah but like generally speaking you're doing other work and and you're kind of can be distracted even during the day but I was thinking about a lot of the layoffs that we've been seeing in the tech industry when you were talking about that because those folks you know if they all got laid off from the same company there's a good chance there's a few people that know each other they're probably talking about it comparing notes it might be even harder to remove yourself I mean obviously there's the trauma of the layoff too but mm -hmm. it might be even harder to remove yourself if you're now a big group of people that has you know been let go from one organization you might be depending on each other a bit and talking a lot and then that can kind of get to that similar experience that your students are mm -hmm. having but you know in a slightly different setting yeah yeah from a, in a layoff situation I think that makes a lot of sense you're like with your peers trying to find jobs. And then if somebody gets a job early on, I'm seeing my students now, like some of this it's, it's March. So some mm -hmm. of them have jobs, some of them don't. So, um, so, you know, like I could see that in a layoff situation too, like, Oh, so-and-so already got another job. Well, I still don't have one. And, you know, using that comparator group and that might even push you to detach less because mm -hmm. you're feeling like pressure's on. So that's super interesting. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. Like the pressures on piece um, can make it way harder to d detach. And yet if you do, you're actually better off. Um, I did want to go back to the point you made too about the whole like never ending job search idea, because yeah. that is actually like a literal sentence in this paper where they said that we know psychological detachment is helpful for people that are in like stable, consistent work structures right and it's predictable your work structure is generally predictable right you work at nine you end at five or maybe you have more flexible time but you kind of have a sense as to when you're working when you're not working so you can kind of create a consistent structure for your recovery too but when it comes to job seeking what you're doing is super unstructured um mm -hmm. it's very much kind of up to you as to when you're putting in that time, but it might vary day by day. Um, but also the interviews kind of pop up and you kind of go with whatever schedule they have. Like there's a lot of pieces that are unstructured and random and don't feel as predictable. Um, so this paper kind of shows that detachment is actually helpful for those types of situations too, not mm. just the ones where it's like a much more predictable structure in your day. Yeah, that that's really helpful. So it sounds like detachment is really just a useful strategy across different activity types um, mm -hmm. that, you know, pretty much you can bank that regardless of the structure of the activity, detaching from it at some point is probably a good thing. Exactly. Yeah. Any activity that's causing some sort of stress um, or can be stressful and taxing and exhausting, if you can detach, that's probably going to be a good thing. I think that's a good takeaway just kind of overall, um, you know, outside of even just the job seeking piece here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So then the other piece, uh, just want to talk a little bit about that whole chain of events that happens just to really reiterate what's going on here. So what they found, and they found this in two studies. So it's not just one study. They did two studies. It was over time um, where they, you know, tested 
they asked people questions over a couple of weeks. Um, so they kind of saw how people responded to the detachment over time. And really what they found was if someone actually took that time to really disengage from the job seeking, then mm-hmm. they would feel recovery. So they're going to feel less exhausted. They're going to feel more rested, more relaxed. And that brings up their energy levels, which I think makes sense. But it's specifically they're measuring job search vigor. So really energy around your job search. So you've completely stopped thinking about it. You've recovered. And now when you come back to it, your energy is way higher. So you Mm -hmm. have that higher energy, which then I think intuitively makes sense that you're then putting in more effort into that job search. And so putting in that more effort because you have more energy actually leads to you having more interviews. So again, they follow people over time. So the people that did that recovery piece up front, they did detach up front. They were the ones that were actually getting more interviews a couple of weeks later. Um, so mm. it's a very clean relationship and very simple. Um, so to the students of yours that feel like they're got to buckle down and really work at it because other people have gotten jobs, it might actually help them to take a moment and pause detach, gain some energy again, and then go back at it. That's super interesting. So yeah, I think that that's actually a really great takeaway because obviously people would think that the opposite was true, that just the more in time and energy that you're, the more time and energy you're putting into it, the more you get out of it. I know in the job search literature, there's this idea that the more effort and energy you put in, the better it is. And this is sort of countering that to say, well, there's there's a a tipping point to that, right? Like if you're never detaching from this and you're constantly thinking about it, you're actually going to burn yourself out on it and you won't have as much energy to keep moving forward. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's interesting because it makes a lot of sense and parallels a lot when it comes to when you think about work performance, right? We talk about work performance specifically all the time on this podcast, right? We know that Mm -hmm. if you don't recover, your performance is going to decrease. You're not going to be as productive, effective at work. Um, you're you know, not going to have the same energy at work. So it makes sense that this is the same, right? It doesn't feel like it should be any different. And yet we talk about it differently. Like it, we do talk about it differently. We talk about job seeking as something you just have to really like push for, work really hard, mm-hmm. keep applying, keep applying, keep applying. And yet we like forget this other stuff that we know that you're not going to be the best worker if you are exhausted. Well, you're not gonna be the best job seeker if you're exhausted too. Yeah. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. And I think is important to know because again, that seems a little counterintuitive. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because it is, but it isn't. So we're, we're a funny group of humans to, (laughs) to like (laughs) separate these things so much, but yeah, that's the, that's the gist of it. Um, that's really the, the key message here in this article. And like I said, it's a very clean line. You detach, then you recover, you feel more energy, you put more effort into your job search and you got more interviews. So the key takeaway is, you know, as you're going through this process, as you're going through, um, you know, pushing yourself through this job search activity world that you're in, remember, remember to take that time to recover and not think about it. Like, don't forget about your well-being during this time. It's going to actually help you in the long run. Yeah, I think that's super important. And I think it's especially important because we know that job searches are usually stressful. Like if you're looking for employment, you're probably in a situation where you would like that to get resolved as quickly as possible. Um, And so I think it's a good reminder that even when you're in a situation that's stressful like that, that you still need to take time for your well-being because it will actually 
help you to alleviate that stress more quickly if you take time to, to alleviate your stress. So I think this is a great message for folks out there who are looking for jobs, who might be feeling like um, they're burnout of the job search. Take mm. a little bit of time to disconnect from it because it is a stressful process and you could benefit from that. And we did talk about another article before, which I'll link to around how once you start a job, it's actually extremely stressful for a long period of time. So yeah. if you get super burnt out during the job search process, then you're going to be entering the new job exhausted too, which isn't going to help given how hard it can be to switch jobs. So yeah, the whole just thinking about this whole timeline of your career as this isn't something, you know, a, a piece of time that's just focus on this one thing that you can push through because how you feel afterwards is likely going to impact, you know, your new job and how you're feeling there. And so it's not like you can just turn it off all of a sudden that exhaustion is going to follow you. So I think it's also really important to think about it that way when you're really trying to put your best foot forward in these interviews, you also want to make a good impression when you first show up. So trying to maintain a healthy level of stress and not over exhausting yourself through this process can also have benefits when you get to the job. Yeah. Maintaining your well-being in the job search process probably helps you to start off on a better foot in a new job. And I don't think people think that much about maintaining their well-being during job search. So that will give you more energy to get a job. And then when you start your job, you'll be better off for it. So I think this is really great and very relevant to many people. Um, and just a good take-home message to pay attention to the extent to which you're maybe overextending yourself in job search, even though it feels like that might be the right thing to do, it's not in the long term. Exactly. Well, I'm glad I was able to share this article. Um, thank you all for listening. If you want to reach us, you can email us at contact at workerbeing.com. You can find us on our website, on our social media. Um, and as always, you can find our community at workerbeing.com slash community. Thanks for listening. Thriving at Work is hosted by us, Dr. Patricia Grabarek and Dr. Katina Sawyer, and produced by Allie Johnson. Thank you.